0: You are listening to the Spark Influence podcast with Spark Media founders, Peter and Misty Phillip. Spark Influence is a podcast about living a life with intention in marriage, family, ministry, and as business leaders. This show is brought to you by the Spark Media Podcast Network. Visit sparkmedia.ventures for more inspiring podcasts. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Ephesians five twenty-two to 24 in the ESV. I've entitled this episode, The S Word, because last week we talked about husbands loving your wives. And this week we're going to talk about wives submitting to your husband. Now, I remember... When we got married, when my friend came up to me and said, you said you would honor and obey. And she was freaking out. It was unthinkable for her to think that I would say that I would obey a man. And here we are. 30 years later and haven't always done a great job in this subject of submission it is definitely a work in progress it's sanctification but i think i've learned a lot along the way and can offer some hope to the ladies in this episode
1: (laughs) i think you've done a great job of submitting and it's been a ride and a learning experience for us both right but um Lord has blessed this union richly, and I think, you know, based on last week's episode of Honor Your Wife and this week's uh, Submit to Your Husband, I, I think we have some good things to talk about, so I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I think we should talk about what submission is and what submission is not. I think that would be a good place to frame the conversation. But before we get into that, I think that we need to understand this word submission in the context of Ephesians chapter 5. So this chapter uh, addresses general instructions on holy living. Last week when we discussed the command for husbands to love their wives, Paul focuses on the purity of life, both by avoiding evil deeds and association and by adopting holy practices. So what Paul meant by submitting to one another is explained through the example of family relations. So we have wives submit to your husbands, children submit to your parents, slave, submit to your masters. And really, all of this talk of submission really is a posture of our heart toward our Heavenly Father. And as we submit to one another, we're also learning to submit to the Lord.
1: I I, I like that. That's It really is about, I mean, the posture word's great, but it really is about how our relationship with the Lord is. Cause if we can't even submit to one another uh, here on earth, then how much more difficult is it for us really to really submit, not to hide in our heart and say, I submit and not do that, but to really submit in our heart.
0: Yeah. And some people look at this submission as it's an equal mutual submission. So in and. In egalitarian philosophies, there claims to be this mutual submission, but really submitting to others according to the authority and the order established by gods in the relationship to husbands and wives, parents and children, and slaves and masters. It's what you talk about your house being rightly ordered. You've mentioned that in other episodes about your house being rightly ordered. So I said that we would talk about what this is and what it is not. And I'd like to go to a verse in Colossians 3 to kind of give us some further context about what it means to submit. So in Colossians 3, 18 to 19, it says, Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. So we learn in Genesis 1, 26 and 28, way back in the beginning, that both genders, both male and female, are equally created a majo in God's image. So we are equal in God's sight and we are co-heirs together in eternal life, which is what Galatians 3 says. 28 and 29 tells us. This submission, though, is in deference to the ultimate leadership of the husband for the health and the harmonious working of the marriage relationship. Paul does not command the husband to submit to his wife, but instead tells the husband Christ's position as head of the church and its Savior. Paul explains that the duty of husbands is that he does not command them to submit, but instead that he must lay his life down for her, that he must give himself up for her. Thus, husbands are to love their wives in a self-sacrificial manner, following Christ's example, who gave himself up for the church in loving sacrifice.
1: Yeah, this is that, we kind of talked about this a little bit. It's that chivalrous, right? So if you want to kind of harken back to medieval times, it's that chivalrous attitude of I place you above and in front, right? I I would die for you. I lay my coat before your feet. I would go and sacrifice myself to protect you and save you. Right, and in the modern world, it doesn't have a lot of correlation. But what it really means is like I uh, I put you first in that I want best for you. I put you first in my thoughts and in my in my prayers and in my in my my aspirations. Right, like I want to build you up and lift you up and bring you forward. Right, and that and that's reciprocated in that you're serving me in the biblical sense and submitting. To to me, and it it becomes this this battle of helping the other one, right? It's it's a great place to be, where I try to outdo you with my lifting you up and and, and protecting you and bringing you forward, and you outdo me by by serving me and submitting to me, and it, it's a it's a it's a wonderful thing. It's a great example of how we should be towards Christ, right? We should be, he should be first. We should be submitting to him all the time. We should be thinking of him as first in our life. So it's a, it's a great it's a it's a beautiful way that he orchestrated this to reflect how marriage should work between a man and a woman.
0: Absolutely. So let's talk for a minute about what it is not. So it is not tyrannical. You don't run around the house going, "Misty, you need to do this," or "Woman, you must obey me in this." Or there's there's no harshness to it, right? So I like the word. I like that you use the word chivalrous because it it's really in response to your love it's it's a loving response as well in submission
1: yeah it doesn't mean i just get in my way all the time however i want it to be like if that's how you view this then you are definitely coming at this the wrong way and that's not a relationship right that's a that you don't look at the relationship with your wife as something of ownership right it doesn't mean i own you and that you're going to do what i say and you should submit to all the things i think you should do like that. If you think that way, then go get help. Like you're in trouble because this is not how it works. And the same for the wife. Just because you're submitting doesn't mean everything that I'm asking you to do. You're just like have no whims, and you're just like a windsock. And whichever way the wind of my will blows, you fly that way. That's not that doesn't mean that way either, right? That's not that's not correct. It is biblically ordered, and there are boundaries and things that are not not acceptable, right, from both sides of what we're asking. And it should reflect the beauty of how Christ orchestrated this. And if it falls outside of that in either direction, whether I'm asking and demanding or you're submitting and not, and not pushing back, then, then we have fallen out of the model and we should, that should be examined and, and corrected.
0: Yeah, and I I like that you said that too because just because I may ultimately submit, I may have a little bit of struggle in there and there there is some give and take and some back and forth. So yeah,
1: who doesn't have that? So, Absolutely.
0: yeah, so let's talk a little bit about what that looks like in our marriage. So maybe you propose something like, I think we should do blank. You don't just say, Misty, this is what we're going to do and it's my way or the highway. You say, I think we should buy a car, I think I should change jobs, I think I should do whatever the thing is that you're feeling led to do, and then it's it's kind of open up for you're like, well, what do, what do you think about this? And then you hear my side and my opinion. And and if I have concerns, I get to voice my concerns about how I'm feeling. And you take that into consideration. Sometimes we have longer back and forth conversations. Maybe we need to make a pro and con list about, you know, to really outweigh the benefits. But ultimately we come to a place of agreement. And even if we argue or we've been harsh. I think I always go back to the Lord, examine my thoughts, examine my position, and come to a place of being thankful that God has made you the leader of our house, because there's a lot of responsibility. It's a weighty responsibility that you have as the leader of our home. It's not some you know, fly-by-night job, right? There, It comes, that role comes with a heavy mantle.
1: Yeah, there's eternal implications to that role, right? Just like being a pastor has eternal implications. Like God will judge you by how you treat your flock. He will also judge the Father by how he treated and raised his family. Like, you know, to your point earlier, I can think of times in our relationship where I wanted to do something or go a certain way about something, and you did not want to do it and it, it, it came out later where you said I just shut my mouth and said okay I'm going to I'm going to obey I'm going to let him we're going to go this way and there are times when it worked out just great and there I can think of a few times where it didn't work out so great like but you know, but you, you fulfilled the, your role like appropriately you said I don't agree with this but if that is your decision then you're the head and you make that choice right and knowing that I both ultimately answer to the family and to God about what my decision was right and then there are times when you've been just like very like I really don't agree with this like you can this is it's your decision but I don't really don't think we should do this right and I had to appropriately take counsel from you and go well you know what like she says this maybe I should listen to this like let me let me think about this let me pray about this some more like maybe that's not the thing to do, right? And your your counsel and your and your your input is equal is equal footing, right? It's just that there's a decision process at the end that God is ordered, and and if it comes down to that, and it's I don't this is more of extreme examples, right? It's not like where do we go eat because that's never a good one because you're <laughs> never going to figure that out, and I got to make a decision somewhere London But that's a that's a that's a man and woman age-old thing. Like, where are we going to go? I don't know. Whatever you want. No, I don't want that. Okay, let's take that. No, I don't want that. Well, where do we go then? Like, <laughs> that, that's a problem. But these are more weighty, like, you know, family-impacting decisions. And I love how you have – I've seen you, like, and I've noticed it. The older we get, the better. It's easier to see. But I, when I look back on it, it's like – you held your tongue and you said, whatever you decide.
0: Yeah. Well, I've got, I've got a good example of that. So I knew from the time our oldest son was three that I was supposed to homeschool him. And I broached the, the subject with you about homeschooling and you thought it was weird. You didn't think it was a good idea. We were both working at the time. We weren't really sure how all that would work out. And so instead of fighting you on it, even though I knew that it was something that, that that god wanted for us and for our family i agreed and we put him in um, yeah you
1: acquiesced all the way to me putting him in school yeah because he we was did. going to my elementary school which was good enough for me doggone it it's <laughs> gonna be good enough for you and within i think the first month i was like no just pull him out like no and you were 100 percent right but you you said as you wish right which is our line for each other about acquiescing which is our uh, princess bride line and you were 100%, like 1,000% right. And I know there's such things a 1,000%, but you were, you were completely correct in that. And you, you walked the right path, and it worked out way better. And you didn't do the I told you so and didn't rub it in my face. You just said, I'm glad we made this decision, and we move forward. That's an important part as well because if that happens on the backside, you can't rub the other one's face in it. Because then it, that just causes contention and divide as well.
0: Absolutely, I think of the verse in scripture that talks about you will win your husband over with without even a word, right? So. So it is that when a woman does quietly submit to her husband, it allows room for the Holy Spirit to work. So if we needed to do something different, and in that case, our son did go all the way through public kindergarten, and we made the decision to homeschool after that. But that gave... That gave time and it gave room for the Holy Spirit to work on you and and work on your heart and for you to come to the decision so that we could come to that decision together. And ultimately, it was a stronger decision because if I had tried to push my will in my way, it it probably wouldn't have worked out because I wouldn't have had your support. But because you came to that same conclusion and we made that decision together, it turned out beautifully.
1: Yeah, it did and you that's a key phrase which is a support right even if it's there's not an agreement support of your partner is incredibly important right if they the, the person closest to you is your spouse and the person who can tear you down the fastest and build you up the most is your spouse and so it god set this order up so that we can build each other up. And they're the person we're most intimate with, the person we're the most vulnerable with. And so they are the person who can most build us up, but you have to be careful because they're the ones who know quickly how to tear you down. So uh, keeping this order in the house and keeping the order in the relationship only helps it thrive. Like our pastor said something really great last week in his sermon when he said, when God tells you not to do something, it's not because he's the fun police and he doesn't want you to do things it's because it'll harm you and he's protecting you from harming yourself and i think that applies on so many levels
0: yeah to, so to our life
1: from scripture right like think about any circumstance where it's like don't do this and the don't do's really are about don't hurt yourself by doing this and it works in the relationship right if we order it the way he has ordained it We don't. It does nothing but help build up our relationship and strengthen it, and help us to grow and mature each other, and sanctify each other, and we we grow forward, right? Um, That he's always trying to sanctify us, but if we're working in that order, it's why we are where we are today, as a relationship, as a couple, because of the obedience of those, those those do's and don't do's, right?
0: Yeah, and, and a book that really helped me a lot in the process as a young woman and as a young wife was The Power of a Praying Wife because even if I didn't feel like you were doing things the way I thought you should do them, it really helped me to, first of all, pray for myself and learn that, that I'm part of that equation and so I need to come in in line. And then also to pray for you if there's an area that that I didn't like the way you were leading that it wasn't it wasn't up to me to nag because all over proverbs it talks about you know living with the nagging contentious woman and instead of being that that woman we need to be a wise woman who builds her house up and with her words you can build your house up and and through prayer because the we don't always have the power to change things, but the Holy Spirit can, and through sanctification, we can be changed. And so if I don't like the way you're leading, then I I need to take it to the Lord and and pray about it because it might be that my heart's wrong in, in the situation, or it might be that I just need to give you some grace while he's working on your heart.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, so correct, right? Like the a lot of the problem we see in others is that we're not liking what's happening with us. It's a really common theme, right? Like, I, I find fault in you, but really, is it really fault with you? Like, I mean, especially in relationships when you're close. Sometimes the problem is me, and it's reflected in my dislike about you doing A, B, or C, whatever that simple thing is. So self-examination and saying, is it really them that this is a problem with, or is it me? It, it could very well be the other the other person is doing something wrong and that's the problem. Right. But, uh, I I think it's always good to take a look at yourself first to make sure that you're not, um, you're not, you know, the plank in my eye versus the splinter in yours kind of thing. So, yeah,
0: Yeah. So ladies submitting to our husbands in everything is not always easy, but this is the way that God ordered our relationship. And we can find not only comfort in this structure, but we can find freedom when our husband lays down his life for us. This doesn't mean, like I said before, that he's tyrannical or that he's oppressive. It it means that he's, he's laying his life down in love and our response is one of submission because our husband is bound to us in that love and we too should be submissive in our reactions or our actions now this doesn't mean that we submit to other people's husbands right i don't have to submit to my neighbor's husbands i don't have to submit to other men i submit to god and i submit to you and and if those two things are not in agreement i submit to god right but sometimes like i said earlier it was just it was a matter of of me waiting for the holy spirit to work in you
1: you know, you, you said the word submit multiple times, right? Like this is very counterculture right now. That's almost like a blasphemous phrase. Like when late women submit to your husband, like that's, th- this is a really harsh statement. Like even like the world has been so this rise up woman, you're powerful, like this whole movement that, um, that wants to pit women as some, you know, amazonian queen every one of them is that way and no man you don't need a man ever like that th- this movement is really difficult and it's really damaging women and a lot of them are f- figuring it out now that you know a career is not more important than a family a career doesn't mean it's greater than a family and children like those things are and so when i hear you say that it's like i'm so conditioned by hearing how the world says it i'm like my ears perk up and i'm like wait a minute she just said submit you know, but that's just how God doesn't change, right? And he's he is he is he has said this is how it should be. It's how it should be five thousand years ago. It's how it should be today. Like things don't change for him in that way, but the world says very differently. So it's a commendable thing to stand up for what God has has asked us to do. Really ordered. I mean, it's it's like asking, but. I, I, don't, I don't I don't have a point to that statement, but I just want to really bring it forward that like that's that's a very powerful thing that's a that's more powerful for a a woman to say, "I will submit to my husband as God has has ordained me to do than to say, "I'm going to go be some super CEO thing person, like whatever the world is telling you you should be and, and the things it's saying, like I think that is more admirable and more powerful.
0: Thank you. I, I agree. But the sort of the paradox here is that I can go and do and be all of those things because you love me and you empower me to go and to go into the world and to be and to do. But at the same time, I'm not like, I am woman and I can yes, do so all This It's not a things. Helen ready album, right? No. Not, I am woman,
1: here. Be roar. No. But, but that's our season, right? Like that. that wasn't our season 10 years ago. And it wasn't our season 15, 20 years ago. Like, so everyone's going to have a different season. There's a 22 year old girl listening to this who just got married and is expecting a child. And that life does not look like that looks like maybe that looks just exactly like that for her. But then there's a couple who are both in their 30s and they don't have kids yet and they're both working. And that's not, it looks like that it's some flavor, but maybe not exactly. Right. So there's all flavors and circumstances in the world. And the world is very loud and very persistent in its story that this is the narrative you should have for your life. And I just, I love that you get the message out to women that this is the real story. This is the real winning story that God has ordered. And if you follow it, the blessings are tremendous and amazing.
0: Yeah, uh, the the scriptures are are really clear when we follow God's plan and we do what he says that he shows us favor and blessing. And so when we're doing things according to the way he's laid out, not only can we trust that, but we can we can know that there's a blessing that's tied to that as well. Absolutely. Well, I know that this has not been an easy lesson, maybe for some people who have struggled with submitting to their spouse, submitting to their husband. And and if you are the woman right now who's listening and is like, I am not going to submit to my man, he's not even following the Lord. So why should I submit to him? I would just encourage you to get quiet and still before the Lord and ask the Lord what he wants you to do and see what he says. Get in his word and pray and be quiet before him. Because I think that you'll find that even if your spouse is not leading the way you want him to lead or walking in a manner that's worthy or walking with the Lord, that you can still submit to that man knowing that you are doing that as unto the Lord. And I think that the Lord will bless you for submitting to your husband, no matter where he is in his leadership journey.
1: That's beautifully put. Thank you for listening to the Spark Influence Podcast this week. We look forward to seeing you again real soon.